Hello everyone, I'm Wombat, and this is Blowing Weekly. I'm joined right here today <laughs> by my friend, John. Why don't you introduce yourself, John? Hello, Wombat, and believe me when I say it is a pleasure to be here on NPR. <laughs> Why are you starting like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I needed this something to start us. with. <laughs> this is not us. No, uh, I'm I'm shouty. Like, why am I trying to do Delilah? <clears throat> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cool Jazz 100. That's right. <laughs> it's all about the notes they don't play. <laughs> That's right. It's KWPH, Cool Jazz 100. Next up, more cool jazz followed by less jazz Ooh. and after that we'll be just in time to hear NPR news <laughs> <laughs> so John what's All your right. glowing weak point <laughs> now this 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 gets finicky because normally we record on Saturdays and then we talk about our time since the last Saturday. Right. But this Saturday, I was in bed with serious chills and a fever, and we didn't record. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, so, by the way, on being fully vaccinated. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my state just fully opened it up so that everyone could, could do it. So that's cool. Uh, everyone go get vaccinated if you're allowed to. And... Yeah, um, uh, it, it was, it was a little bit hellish, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, and it, it lasted like eight hours of, of, or six to eight hours of suffering and then it was done. And that was just overnight. Um, I kind of had, uh, fatigue the next day, which is why it was good we took Saturday off because technically... Right. It all happened Friday night, but Saturday I was just too exhausted from fighting off a 101 degree fever. Of course. To do anything. Um, so when you say, what is the glowing point of my week? Uh, <laughs> it's been a week and a half, I guess. A little over a week and a half. So, a little bit, uh, yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot happened during that time. Um, I got a new art easel, so that's cool. Yeah. Um been been doing a lot of painting. I've finished I finished a series of paintings that I had the idea for and wanted to get done before tomorrow, but we'll get into that later, I guess, maybe. <laughs> How about you? What's your glowing weak point? Ugh. Um You know, I've had a really rough week and a half. The the whole week and a half <laughs> has has actually been really bad. Um, Ooh. as you know, I work in a warehouse. That's, that's my real job. Um, mm -hmm. and not your fake job. Yeah. I mean, this is my fake job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this week we were supposed to have an auditor coming to like, look at the warehouse, like an outside auditor. And so they've been keeping us extra hours 
in order to um, clean the warehouse and make it look all nice and shiny and shit. Ooh, exciting. Right. Um, except for the part where I've been staying extra hours. Yeah. I mean, Even have you though, been paid for those hours? I mean, yeah, I'm getting overtime, but it's still like... Hey. I work 10-hour days already. Yeah. Um, so... Even an extra hour is like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I've been I... sleeping in a lot recently and just not doing much. Um, yeah, I get that. I did go I mean, into town on... I mean, that's been me on, uh... since Friday because I've, you know, the fatigue's been slowly wearing off. <laughs> yeah. I did go into town on Saturday um, because we're already there. Um, oh. But uh, that wasn't... I mean, there were fun things that happened, but the overall mood wasn't exactly amazing. Uh, uh. Grandfather had just passed away. Uh, yeah, no, that's not exactly fun times. No. I mean, like, you can have fun, but then... While you're having fun, you've got the downer of, you know, they their their grandparent just died. Right. So. So it's. It's like yay, this is fun, uh, but I'm sad still. Right. It doesn't take away the loss. <laughs> so that the I haven't played it m much this week, and I haven't had yeah. many many bright spots either. Uh, Aw, well, we'll turn this into one. You know what? I had a 30-minute meeting with my therapist on nice. Friday. There, there nice. we go. <laughs> hey, therapy is a wonderful thing that uh, can work wonders for people. Yeah, and I have a good one this time. Yeah. My last one was not great, but... Yeah, they're they're hit and miss. Yeah. So. So I've been going to therapy okay. and I'm feeling a little bit better about myself. That's good. It's good. It's good to feel good about yourself. I've I've been doing a lot of art therapy and that's going to get even more like I had to get all of my painting done that I had the ideas for as fast as possible because I think I talked about it last podcast. But you definitely talked about art stuff last podcast. Okay, yeah, I, I remember talking about art stuff, but I didn't remember if I had talked about the fact that starting in April, which as of recording and uploading, ironically, uh, that's not ironic at all. Just like the no. song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, there, there's one ironic thing that happens in Ironic by Alanis Morissette. The fact that the song is ironic in itself. No, I mean, because I mean, there's an actual story in there that is dramatic irony, at least like the guy okay. who spends his whole life terrified of planes. And then he finally works up the courage to get on a flight and then his plane crashes. OK, yeah, that is that's dramatic that is irony, dramatic irony. Yeah, Um, but starting in April, I am painting a painting every day. 
Oh. An eight by eight. A and painting every day. A painting every day. And I think I I think I remember the math from yesterday. It's gonna you end up with me, me having this. painted a hundred and sixty square foot of painting. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. And I was thinking about like I can I can post these like one a day, but like I kinda wanna take a picture of all of them at the end just to, you know, say, hey, cool, I did all this. But at the same time, I don't know that I have a wall big enough to like hang them all or like I guess I could just place them all on the floor. <laughs> it's I don't it's going to be complicated, because that's a lot of square foot. Yeah. That's that's uh, almost a fifth of the square footage of my house, because like, I have a smallish house. I guess just clear a wall out and hang them all there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm going to be using a, a different paint medium than I'm used to, um, instead of using craft paint or low density paint uh acrylic painting i'm going to be using heavy body paint which gives you like the more texture um thicker paint i see and i've never worked with that before so i it's gonna be a weird learning experience it's a and brave new world yeah i'm kind of terrified <laughs> um but <laughs> We'll see. But yeah, that meant that meant that I had to get all of my painting stuff out of the way that I had plans for, because while I'm doing April, I don't want to also have to be painting other things during that time. <laughs> I'm going to be busy enough as it is. <laughs> now, I do have one painting idea still. I, I have I have two, but like one of them is a really big idea. Um I develop my own recipes in the kitchen, and I write them down, but some of them, like my salsa recipe, where I've got it down to, like, this many grams of this and this many grams of that, uh, I use it, like, every other week at least, and I hate having to just go find my little book and pull it open and flip to the page that it's on so I can make it, so I was thinking of doing some wall art of it. Okay. And so I just do like a little little four inch by four inch painting, tiny little thing, um, you know, maybe paint a little tomato on it and, a you know, little jalapeno or whatever, and then have, you know, uh, painted onto it the directions of, hey, I need this many grams of tomatoes and this many grams of jalapenos and this many grams of serrano and so on. Um, and then I'll just hang it in my kitchen. And that way it'll be pretty, it'll be useful, and I won't have to go delving into my book every single time. Yeah, that'd be a cute little thing to put up on your wall. Yeah, and I have like 37 um, pre-made recipes that I've come up with that would fit on that, and I use them all the time, so yeah, it'd be really handy to just fill up a wall in my kitchen. <laughs> Just fill up all of your walls with paintings. You don't need to hang anything else, John. Just paintings. I mean, honestly, a lot of my house is... Uh, I like... I like real art. 
I, I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, it's nice. I have a couple pictures with the family, uh-huh. you know, like here, here the family got together. We took a picture of it here. Here's a picture of me and my wife. Here's a picture of my dog and, and my wife and I, and, um, in our hallway, we've got, uh, our dog wall that's got the pictures of her family dogs and my childhood dog and then loot in the middle and someone did a a painting of loot so we put that in there and we've got some other so you know we got got that little section but i'm not a huge fan of just photographs in general so most of the things on walls in my house are are paintings or uh we have a tapestry in one place that's really cool it's it's a dragon on it you see it occasionally in the um webcam of Kristen's uh, Kristen's webcam on streams Um, just things like that I I really I prefer to have like real art because uh, I mean it's pretty and if I'm gonna have to be staring at something on my walls I'd like it to be something that was made by someone and you know is pretty yeah rather than just a bunch of family photos or whatever. Yeah. It it adds but. character to you, to your house. Yeah. Um all right. Yeah, but I I need <laughs> the the month-long thing I'm doing requires a certain types of paint and one of the colors hopefully comes in today considering it starts tomorrow (laughs) yeah but i I bought it two weeks ago amazon's been a little slow though that's what you were concerned about yes uh yeah okay what games have you played this week Oh, I mean, as previously mentioned, you you didn't get to playing a whole lot. Okay, uh, let's let's start with um my returning game, uh, Pokemon Heart Gold. <laughs> I'm still on, okay. still on my my bullshit. Um, yeah, I am in the middle of the victory road right now, so I've beaten all eight of the gym leaders. I don't know where I was the last time we talked about this. Uh, uh you hadn't beaten all of the gym leaders. That's well, I for know sure. that. <laughs> um, it's yeah, uh, um, so. Uh, even though I'm heading towards the Elite Four, this is kind of like the halfway point of the game. Because there's still a whole oh. other region that you play through in Heart Gold. Yeah, that's right. I remember you talking about that. So I'm at a lower level than I'm used to being. And and part of this is also the level scaling in Heart Gold. So after the fourth gym badge, it actually has a branching pathway kind of like there's two different directions you can go and you can fight the next three gyms in any order that you want to 
Okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, well, I mean, the first game did this too, where after you beat, I want to say Misty, then you could fight everybody from Lieutenant Surge to Blaine in any order that you want to, so long as you beat Koga before beating Blaine. Okay. Um. But the the problem in in Heart Gold is that when they they did the scaling and shit. Um, they didn't level up any of the Pokemon in these areas. So for three areas, you're fighting the mm. same level of Pokemon. So you're not leveling up as much as you would think that you should be. Yeah, because you just kind of leveled out. Yeah. And that's a real grind, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm still... I'm still feeling it, even after I've beaten the eighth gym. Um, and also, the eighth gym leader in Heart Gold, her name's Claire. She sucks. I hate her. And I don't mean as what? like as like a person that you fight. It? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. She's dragon type. Okay. Okay. I, I destroyed her with a fucking Ampharos. She sucks. Um, okay. But the, the, the issue I have with her is that she's a little whiny bitch. Um, oh, she, uh, you beat her and then she doesn't give you the gym badge. She, you beat her and then she tells you, okay, well now you have to go through the dragon's den and be approved by my granddad. Ugh. And then you do that. And then, and then she only gives you the fucking badge because she gets chewed out by her granddad. Who's like, you, oh. you, you have responsibilities, you fucking moron. <laughs> you got, gotcha. she, she pulls the, the sort of, um, uh, oh, you, you beat me. No, um, you, you, you can't have it yet. You, right. You've got to go beat my grandfather too. Well, it's oh, not even, oh, you beat my grandfather. Uh, well, you you still can't have. You've gotta you gotta go beat the elite four before you can. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's not how this works. I can't go there. You you know you know the way it works. <laughs> Come on. Right. I, I mean, you don't even beat her, Grant. You don't even fight him. Like you just answer some questions, and then he approves you as a trainer. Yeah. And, and then okay. she shows up, and she's like, she's expecting you to have failed the test. Uh, and you didn't. <sighs> yeah. What uh, a jerk. I don't. I don't like her. I don't like Claire. And this is this is also coming in the same generation, like the very same game, where you have Whitney who throws a fit after you beat her, and, and like you talk to her and talk to her, and she's just crying, and you have to try and leave the gym. And then one of her trainers tells you, like, oh, don't worry about her. Like, she'll she'll be over it in a minute. And then you have to walk back to her to get the gym, the badge. <laughs> like, these these trainer these gym leaders don't want to give you the badges for some reason. <laughs> Question. Uh does when you go back to the original um continent, 
Is it still the same gym leaders? Like, is it Misty as the gym leader still from the first game? Um, let's see. Brock, Misty, Lieutenant Surge, uh, Erica, and Sabrina are all the same gym leaders. Okay. Um, Giovanni has been replaced by the rival from Red and Blue. That makes Uh, sense, considering Giovanni would have been done away with. Right. And Koga has joined the Elite Four, and his daughter has taken over his gym. Okay. Oh, I forgot Blaine. Blaine Blaine is there, but the Cinnabar Island has, like, been melted by a volcano. So he's hidden away in a cave somewhere. Okay. That's cool. I I like the world building. Yeah. Like, it's three years later, so things have changed a little bit, but... All all the, the... the big ones that don't didn't really have a reason to go anywhere are still there. Yeah. So, uh, I've, I've got destiny two on my list of games played, but it's been a week and a half and I've really not played a whole lot of destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, last reset. The, the first reset, the reset we would have talked about yeah on this podcast, um, the game actually, the, Destiny 2 has been, has a storied history of being bad at telling its story. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, in the first game, you had to, it was like a random chance to get uh, lore cards for from beating enemies i remember hearing about that shit (laughs) you can't you can't even read them in game you have to go to a different you have to go to a different website to learn about the game i remember this that's a random drop in game so (laughs) i mean like there's the main story and that happens but it doesn't really matter to you everything yeah i mean from from what i remember about that game is like three of the four story bits including the initial game uh, are basically nothing like nothing happens yeah well i mean like stuff happens but it's nothing just, that matters there's there's so little that's told to you that you don't understand why it matters Unless you get the random drops and go read about the stuff, the grimoires. On an outside website. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) Destiny 1 started really bad at telling story. And then Destiny 2 kind of kept that a little bit. There was more story in-game. There were more cutscenes. There were more... um, They did a really cool thing where weapons would have... um, like history text on them and you'd find out some story just by you know pulling up an exotic weapon and and holding a button and it would you could read through you know whatever little lore bits they wanted to give with that weapon um or armor but again mostly it was the campaign and reading and and there's lots of reading lots and lots and lots of reading and over time it's gotten better 
just little by little to the point where this current season that we're in is probably the best storytelling they've ever done because there's still a little reading, but most of it is just a summation of what you just heard. <laughs> because I mean, that's not they, great. <laughs> the voice actors... Well, because it, it'll have, like, a voice actor come up, and there'll be, like, a mini cutscene. They'll tell you something, and then uh, it'll pop up with, like, a, a summation with a, a little bit more detail if you cared um, about background stuff, and you just click that to move on. Um, but, yeah, mostly it's happening with, like, voice-acted cutscenes or, you know, your in-game cutscenes. A lot and a lot, a lot, a lot of in-game cutscenes, uh, in-engine cutscenes. So that's real nice. And they're doing important things with the story. Like this most, the the reset that I was, <laughs> that we would be talking about, um, uh, actually had one of the characters who previously killed one of the good guy main characters, everyone's favorite friend. Uh-huh has has since died because we killed them and came back as a guardian which means they lost their memories and has been growing as a guardian over the past two seasons and has had to keep a mask on like we we knew who they were uh a couple other people knew who they were but they've had to keep a mask on because they killed one of the world's most beloved characters right and so if they're seen like they before we met them they had just been wandering around some because they didn't know what they were doing and had been shot at a whole bunch of times by other guardians because hey this dude's a jerk or was a jerk at least so i'm just gonna take pot shots at him i mean fair um, enough so though we... you don't realize that he doesn't oh, yeah. know like yeah that he's and, a monster and maybe maybe even if you do it's there's something visceral about like this dude killed your friend right like whether whether or not he's a different person, there's still that inside of you, that memory, that hey, this is the face this of the person, person who murdered my friend. Yeah, this person murdered my friend. I hate it. Um, but it's been interesting because they've done such a good job writing this character that the community hated him. The community previously they they had that he had come back there was a cutscene two years ago at this point that he had come back as a guardian and the entire community was up in arms one with like oh that's super cool that they did this and two like how dare they like no, this person <laughs> this person is the worst and he needs to die um but at the same time uh this is really really neat what they've done um, because the last two seasons, they've written so well regarding this character that the community is on his side now. <laughs> like, it, complete 180. And they, they did a really good job humanizing the character and a really good job demonizing the people that were in control of him, which worked out well for them. Um, but now, like, there were this past uh, reset there was an event where one of the endgame leaders of the Guardians uh, was going to be assassinated. And it was a, a cutscene, and 
um, the uh, the hated character, now loved character, was acting secretly as a bodyguard. He had a mask on. He was there as a bodyguard, but the guy didn't know who he was. Uh-huh. And the guy was sniped and, uh, you know, the but uh, Aldrin, the, the evil or the bad, now good character, um, like dived in, like took the shot and, you know, caught the guy who was trying to kill him and um and, and died in again. the process his his mask broke oh and and now the the ruler learns who he was and and like it was it was this big conclusion of this growing story that now now he's out now people know who he is and he's not i mean the 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 guy in charge is trying to figure out the best way of making him be out out now that like, he knows about out. it because yeah no no like um like out of the closet as being alive oh um because you know people still do hate him uh, in world right um so he, he needs to would. figure out a way of getting him and but like he hated him uh he hated him as of like like two minutes before the guy saved his life um and then then like just figured it out realized that oh the person i've hated no longer exists the person that i've grown to trust who is a bodyguard for for me is the person that i like is now the new person i need to set that aside really really good story building really really good um character building and they've done a great job of it and i played about three hours of it and then i stopped playing destiny and i've been painting ever since (laughs) you said i'm done with this i'm painting i it's there's just so much i had to get so much done before (laughs) oh i want to play video games again Right, I do right, too. <laughs> I want to play them too. Oh my god, I I'm gonna complain for a moment here. I wish okay. I wish that after this, I could just play games. I could just play a video game. I could just play it, but I have to edit the podcast. I have to edit <laughs> the podcast. I mean, I guess I can turn on Pokemon while I listen, like during the chunks of time where I don't edit anything. But I still have to yeah. just sit here and like yeah. cut things every now and then and oh god. Uh, I I just as a joke I want to point out the uh oh yeah, we can definitely guarantee this will be out on Tuesdays. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz no. that was the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh no, the, it's going to be until my schedule changes it's either going to be Sunday or Wednesday. There is no Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Either either I edit the thing immediately and post it up or it waits until Wednesday. That's Yeah. <laughs> that's just my schedule. I was trying I was trying yeah. to, to do something more but <laughs> Oh god. Okay. So, uh, my other game that I've played this week a little bit, because I didn't have the Switch available to me for, like, half the week, uh, um, is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Um, <clears throat> and this is a, a platformer RPG. Um, 
where... I don't know anything about this game. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I need to take a sip of water. Yeah, I should have brought some in here with me. Okay. So Sakuna of Rice and Ruin is an action platformer RPG where you play as a goddess of both battle and harvest. She is the daughter of a battle god and a harvest god. Um, okay. And you fucked up at, at like a big party thing. And while chasing down humans who had infiltrated the the realm of the gods, you burned down a warehouse that had all of the um, the big deities' uh, tributes. Oh, so you've Whoops. been yeah you've been exiled along with all of the humans you were chasing to Demon Island. It's literally called the Isle of Demons or some shit. Okay. And you've been tasked with clearing out this island so that the big deity can uh, lay, lay claim over it. And, I mean, that's the premise of the game. After that, uh, you do, you know, platforming shit. You get skills. Your weapons are generally like farming tools. And your weapons okay. are farming tools because of the farming mechanic. Oh, okay. and the farming. <clears throat> Have you ever farmed rice? No, I, I can't say that I have. I'm have familiar ever... with the uh, process. Have but... you ever wanted to farm rice? No, I, I haven't. <laughs> I I have a um uh I have a garden in my yard that actually that's one thing. That was that's a glowing weak point as I went out there and I finally planted some seeds. I know it's a little bit late, but Oh, good job. Uh, I've I've already got some little spinach sprouts growing, but no, there's no way I'd ever have a, a rice plot. Yeah, so uh, the rice farming is like the big mechanic of the game. It, it's it's so in depth. Um, okay. It's like actually farming rice. Uh, you you plant the rice like one of the uh, human characters grows the rice shoots in a storehouse like over the winter, and then when spring comes and you have the little shoots, you plant them all. Um, and then you, you have to make sure that you're spacing them correctly, you know, yeah. too close or too far apart and they don't grow correctly. Uh, yeah. and then you have to irrigate it correctly, like allow the correct amount of water in and stuff. And if, if it's raining that day, you have to pay attention to that and like, let, let some of the water out maybe. <sighs> uh... And and you have to constantly go in there and check for weeds and pull up any weeds. And <laughs> it's very in-depth. What does this do for you? So w once you have grown your rice, then you can harvest it and you'll like throw it up to dry and then... And once it's dry, you'll take it back into the storehouse and you'll thresh it. Yes. And, and once it's threshed, then you can husk it. Yes. 
And this is the process that gets you levels. Oh. I said it was an RPG. You do not get levels by fighting things. You get levels by growing your rice. So pretty much you should just spend the game growing rice for a long bit and then maybe go out and instantly beat everything. Well, but you have to, you still have to go out and explore stuff because in the meantime, you need things to eat. Like No, you can't eat the rice. Uh, well, the first year you don't have any rice. Uh, you only have the food that you you got. Uh, that sounds like a fun game. I think I'd enjoy it. I, it is fun. It's just, it's very obtuse with the farming mechanics. Yeah, it seems like it. Like it seems like they just generally the the developers just genuinely have a love for for rice farming. And they just wanted to make a game about it. Yeah, it sounds accurate from what I I know of rice farming. I mean, obviously, Do you like it, it? It, yeah, it, it's fun. It takes place over like a condensed year. Each each season is like three days, so it's not yeah awful. It's just um, <laughs> you know, like <clears throat> what. One day in spring, like you, you pretty much just spend planting your rice, and and then like a couple of hours every day, like in game day, you you spend um, pulling up weeds and stuff, and then you go out and you fight things for materials and food, and and rinse and repeat until winter when you can uh, husk your rice and get a level up and maybe go beat that boss that you couldn't beat before because you just didn't have the stats for it. Hmm. Which which you know is what? a is a problem that I have with the game. It's like if you don't have the stats to beat something, like you just it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know what? I I think I have farmed rice before in Minecraft. <laughs> Oh, that's your other game. Nice transition. Thank you. Uh, I this one's got a huge asterisk on it. Like y- you, you hope that it says Minecraft under the asterisk because you can't even see it. The asterisk is, is so big. Yeah. Um, I haven't <laughs> played Minecraft technically this week, but I'm playing it tonight, so I'm cheating a little. Because um, I haven't played anything else besides Destiny, so I figured I'd spend a moment and talk about minecraft um i really like minecraft i really like the fact that that minecraft is ever evolving and and there's really cool things being added like axolotls which are super dope and cute i like axolotls Um, i do too uh my wife has some axolotl socks that i uh bought for her oh those would be so cute Uh, they they really are (laughs) axolotls are dope um and like they added foxes last one or the the expansion before i don't remember uh and the foxes are really cute and they like carry things in their mouth and it's it's too much it's too much to bear our friend raynar would really like the foxes yeah fox i like foxes foxes are cute yeah, I should tell him about um, the foxes. But I I have played 
a lot of Minecraft in my life, and one of the 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 last time I played Minecraft was about nine months ago, and I was doing a stream with it, and we spent two no four hours streaming uh, over two events, and I like I took this island that had like two or three villager huts on it and I transformed it into a like full village island with roads and tons of houses and all of the different types of villagers and and I was leveling up the villagers and we had gone to another island and stuff and then the game files corrupted and I couldn't oh play. no it it reset all of that stuff and I, I couldn't. It broke my heart. I looked at it, and it was devastating. And so we, we just quit, and we went and played Stardew Valley instead. Wow. <laughs> and starting tonight, I'm bringing that stream show back. Oh, uh, you know what? This is and, one of the uh, this is one of the first um, streams I saw of you. Uh, no, no, this is a, this is a different show. We're doing chill. But I mean like the Minecraft stuff. Oh yeah. Like you and Kristen were doing this like challenge thing. Oh yeah. Where you were up Um, in the sky. Skyblock. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing skyblock. Um, yeah. No, we, we like, we like doing the little challenges and stuff. We, uh, we really like just playing the game though it's it's a fun game but i'm i'm worried for tonight and the next eight weeks where we'll be playing the show because i love minecraft i hate losing everything in minecraft right it's i mean it's (laughs) it's never fun to lose everything in anything Correct. Uh, I've done. I've lost everything a lot of times in Fire Emblem because emulators are borked and they save things weird. Right. Um, I've I've lost Minecraft worlds two or three times on stream now. <laughs> so I'm I'm very worried for the fact that I'm going to be doing this tonight, and I I don't want it to work, especially since I'm going to be playing on the non-stable release because it has the axolotls and I want to have the axolotls <laughs> and azalea trees. Ooh. Uh, mhm. That fits for They're you. Pretty. Mhm. Speaking of Minecraft, it's time for Game Facts! Game Facts! It's the facts about games. Game Facts! It's time! I should have recorded that. I could have recorded that, and I was I was going to um, put that through a uh, <laughs> auto-tuner or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I can send you my raw file later. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get it next time. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do it again. Um, right, uh, this... It'll be different next time, but... <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> uh, this week, we are talking facts about the game 
Minecraft. Oh, who'd have guessed? Uh, let's see. The first one we've got here. Loosely based on Infiniminer and Dwarf Fortress, Minecraft was developed and released in six days by one fascist man. And on the seventh day, he rested, secure in the knowledge he would be making Nazi bank. <laughs> All right, I, I actually uh, haven't heard Notch called a uh, Nazi. Um, <laughs> he is, though. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are, so I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, I'm really not surprised. Like, You know what? I'll be fair. White nationalist bank. Okay, yeah, that's that's <laughs> fair. That's you know they're they're not the same. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah, and a but... lot of them are both. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Just over two years after release, the game was deemed finished and has been updated and, re- and released sixteen more times since then. So I feel like it wasn't finished. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, here's the thing. Like, Minecraft could have been said to have been finished, like, a year before it was officially released. And then they just kept on working on it. And then they're they like, all right, this is it. It's done. We're, we're releasing it. And then they kept on working on it. And I really appreciate it because once you buy it, it's yours. And you get every single release and update. And that's not done by a lot of people, but they still are making bank, as you know, you'll know. you see later in the, the facts from our producer. Also worth noting going forward, uh, the producer didn't mention it here, but the, the developer of the game no longer owns it, so you can safely buy it and not give money to a white nationalist. Correct. <laughs> You're just giving it to the person who's putting those chips into your veins with that vaccine. Right. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Please go get the vaccine. Please give me the vaccine. <laughs> I want it. Uh, Nobody else in your state does. I know. If, that should make it easy for me to get it, but I haven't yet. Um, before 1.8, the first 1.8 release... The world was technically endless, but rounding errors in the game made it extremely buggy the farther you walked, until finally you reached a point where the code basically broke everything. In an attempt to reach their legit, a YouTuber has been walking one Minecraft day at a time since 2011. So far, about 500,000 out of the 12.5 million blocks. Um, yes, he's he's walking there. Yeah, uh, I'm going to leave a note here for our producer that uh, we need more proofreading on these. Producer Archimedes. There, I don't see any uh, errors. I mean, the, the, the sentence doesn't scan Archimedes. <laughs> Archimedes. That's our producer's name. <laughs> okay. Um... So, fun fact about this guy. Uh, he's walking there. there. This is before there are horses or uh, I think there's not even really, like, fast minecart travel. Um, so, he's walking and when he reaches water, he makes a boat and he boats across the water and then he walks some more. 
and he's just walking in a straight line and he's been is doing he this. streaming this sometimes sometimes <laughs> they're just youtube videos of him walking wow um nine years who's watching this a lot of people a lot of people and what i'm really appreciate about him is that you know he's he's turned it into basically a little podcast he does because you know that's enough time to to talk about something right 20 30 minutes for whatever a minecraft day is um and uh while he's doing this he's raising money uh for child's play um oh that's cool what else he's uh, he's done another couple ones i mean as Um, long as he's not raising money for chucky no okay for for chucky child's play child's play charity oh (laughs) gotcha um (laughs) and from 2018 to 19 the charity was direct relief and then uh, beginning in 2020, uh, the charity is the Progressive Animal Welfare Society, and then in August of last year, he switched over to the Equal Justice Initiative. So, and he's he's raised uh, between or you know across all of those like over like five hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And, um, he sets up goals for like, you have to reach this, you know, once we reach this goal, I'll consider this season of the show finished. And until a season is finished, he doesn't look at his, um, in Minecraft, you can press F3 to find out where you are in the world, see your coordinates. Right. Uh, he doesn't do that until he hits, um, his goal. Oh, so he's he's just just flying blind. Yeah, he's just walking blind in a direction, and um, I think he walks towards the setting sun or whatever, so he's always walking in the right direction, but um, yeah, so you don't know how far he's gone until he reaches his um, his goal, and then he, he goes, oh, cool, let's, you know, we'll stop here, we reach the goal, press F3, oh, we, we made it 100,000 blocks, <laughs> cool. Wow. But yeah, 12.5 million blocks. Uh, I think I saw something that it was like 800 hours to Jesus. reach the the far the far lands is is where it um becomes un unplayable. Yeah, it is estimated to take approximately 800 hours if the player only encounters flat areas. So, uh, I I see now. It is technically endless, because in normal play, you will never reach that. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, the the only reason that we know it existed is because players could go into creative and just teleport wherever they wanted to. And Uh. you're just instantly there. And so they would teleport to places and go, whoa, this is, you know, they just pick exorbitantly large number uh, places and then they'd figured out that this place existed <laughs> and then he started walking there wow so cool dude impressive dude yeah 
Um, there have been many spin-off games, like the Telltale Minecraft Story Mode, or Minecraft Earth, I don't know what that is, or the Diablo-esque <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons, or Terraria, which I didn't realize was Minecraft, or Ace of Spades, <clears throat> or Fortress Craft, etc. Yeah, I think those last three were just not Minecraft. Maybe. <laughs> Archimedes! I mean, it's, it's in the facts, so it must be true. Uh, I need to talk to our producer. Why are you I the only Archimedes one with a line to this producer? <laughs> I mean, you needed a producer. I had one on standby, so... I mean, I don't... Mine... Uh, Archimedes has never before made a mistake, so I don't... I'm, I'm inclined to believe all of these facts. Um, <laughs> Minecraft Earth, by the way, is an augmented reality... Uh, oh, version Jesus. of Minecraft. It's Pokemon Go Minecraft. Uh, okay. Actually, I think it's for the HoloLens. I don't even know what that is. It's... So, when everyone else was going into VR, like Oculus, and I can't think of anyone else, unfortunately. Vive. I'll support Steam over Facebook any day. Right. Um, <laughs> uh... When when all those developers were were making VR, um, Microsoft saw that hey that's going to be a full space because like PlayStation had their own VR as well and I mean they still have their own VR. Th they do technically. Uh, when was the last time you heard anyone talk about it? I mean, when was the last time you heard anybody really talk about VR? Uh, people occasionally bring up VR, usually Vive. Um, it's just such a gimmick, like. It is. Uh, I mean, VR chat is what's going to bring VR into the real world, not not the other games. And I hate that fact, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, not uh, games at all, really. Like, games... No, no but, but VR, VR chat's what's going to make VR popular. Yeah. Um, but Microsoft saw that, that the space was full. Everyone already had... You know, there, there were too many different versions of it. So they just, they're like, nah, we're not doing VR. We're going to do AR instead. And so they made a um, a headset that is an augmented reality headset called HoloLens. And basically you, you like set up an area on like a tabletop and it uses processors to convert that into Minecraft blocks. And then you can like build using your table because you look through it and it you know how changes much reality, does this technology cost oh i don't think hololens is for sale still <laughs> um so probably a lot if you can find it then yeah uh all right so there's the hololens 2 pricing and options all right so it's for sale um Let's see. Industrial edition is about 5k. Oh, Jesus. Let's let's see. Uh Oh, HoloLens 2 non-industrial edition. Let's see how much that one is. Cuz I don't think we need the industrial edition. Uh it's only $3500. Oh, I mean, it's really hard to find 
an actual uh, augmented reality device like this. This is pretty much the only one, so it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I had never even heard of it. They're they're not going to be breaking into any markets. No, not at thirty five hundred dollars. Pretty much, it's it's right now. It's used sort of like um, uh, what's the movie where the guy touches the screen and like twists things, and it's a holographic screen. I have no it's idea. A classic movie. Classic movie. Never watched it, but I know it exists. <laughs> uh, I've seen I've seen seen loads of of YouTube clips from that one segment. Um, basically, it's it's that you you can use it now in in industries to to work in three D space. Because um, you can then you can just project something, walk around, it, and be able to interact with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes holograms real. Is is what it is. So okay. that's it's it's an it's industry technology at this point. Let's move on. Um, I'm going to leave another note here for Archimedes. See, these are the questions that I have. Do your research, Archimedes. <laughs> Do it. Minecraft has sold over 200 million copies in its lifetime to just about every conceivable device. And somehow, despite everyone owning Minecraft at this point, sales have not seemed to slow at all, with it having gained about another 25 million sales in just the last two years. And I have a question for you, Archimedes. Have you heard of population growth? The world is expanding. I'm pretty sure Archimedes has. However, ev- everyone since they've been a child has had Minecraft. And a lot of people at this point, and it's it's weird to think this, a lot of kids are getting their Minecraft versions from their parents. Like, kids play on Minecraft because their parents are like, here, I've got Minecraft on my phone already. Right. Here, play it. So, yes, but I mean, population also- growth, but also... Like, there's new children every day. There's new children every day. Yeah. There's so many new children. There's more new children I, I than people it. dying. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I get it. There's so but many also people alive today. million in two years is a ton. There's <laughs> so many people alive today. Oh, my God. That's, Do you know that the population of the Earth used to be like 150,000? Yeah, I, I do. Do you, do you know that the population of the Earth used to be less than that? I mean, yeah, it used to be, like, zero <laughs> humans. But I mean, yeah. like, like it was stable at, like, 150,000 for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, partly the problem there was that there was constant growth as well, but the adult growth stayed around 150,000 because babies die, like, instantly, right. all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, I forget what it... I, I heard someone talking recently, and I can't remember the source, so I might be quoting someone that's actually not a good person, but um, uh, they're like, there was a point where it was just like, your baby died, you're like, alright, that was just a bad baby, I'll just make another one. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're just, you could just pop them out, so like, you, you just, you, did, you know. You didn't even name them, like, it's just, uh, yeah. you, you didn't survive they're past like, five, like, you don't get a name. It, 
<laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe they did survive past, or they survived to, to like, four and a half, and they're like, well, you're little Joe, and, you know, Joe's lived to four and a half, and then Joe dies, and you have And then Joe and gets like, pneumonia. Well, here's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, Joe dies, you have another kid, and hey, look, look we've got Joe. Yeah, this is also where some, um, like, uh, birth date confusion comes from, the further back in history yeah. you go, is because they don't know which, like, Joe Smith they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they have the same parents, and they have the same name, but they aren't the same person. Um, while the meme is well known at this point that everything can be made in Minecraft, some examples that really push the limit include... A virtual computer. Middle Earth. All of Middle Earth? Yeah. Uh, wow. Emulators for the Atari 2600 and Game Boy Advance. A 100% functional Verizon cell phone. And the country of Denmark. <laughs> I'm not sure why they made Denmark, but, you know, go off. Uh, Denmark uh, is on there because uh, it actually... Denmark itself created itself in in Minecraft. Oh fuck um, you, Denmark! Using, <laughs> uh, the reason is Denmark is one of the thirty. It's it's top thirty countries, top thirty flattest countries, I guess. Um, huh, there's I not a whole that. lot of vertical uh, difference, so they are one of the few that actually fit within the height constraints of minecraft at the time although they they just got like doubled so i guess a lot more could be made except for nepal um right but yeah so you can't work on uh mount kilimanjaro or mount everest or anything yeah (laughs) pretty much anywhere with a mountain range you're you're sunk but anywhere else you're fine it depends on the mountain range uh you can't call the bump in kansas a mountain range (laughs) How, how how big of a mountain are we talking about? Can we fit in Minecraft? Uh, can can we I fit one of the it... Appalachians in there? I don't think so, because it's damn. I I know Denmark is within like a hundred and thirty or so meters difference from their highest and lowest points. Um. And it just got doubled, so, like, maybe I'm going to be generous and say 300 meters height difference is what you can work with. Oh. Assuming a standard, um, you know, not digging all the way down to bedrock and building your land there. Um, But, yeah, uh, 100% functional Verizon cell phone. And, sorry, uh, Archimedes just told me that's a... a, um, Improper. It's actually a Verizon smartphone. Oh, it's got a touch. It's touch screen. Can surf the internet. Can FaceTime, and can call people. Like it can surf the actual internet, or a facsimile of the internet. No, no, it connects to the World Wide Web. How did they make make a call? Uh, Verizon engineers worked with Seth Bling, one oh. of the the top I Minecraft see. rich in, people uh, made it. 
Um, but yeah, it, it is a it is a working cell phone. You can place calls within Minecraft to a physical cell phone in the real world. And people, vice versa, can call from the real world into Minecraft. Um, what's more, when you do a call... Uh, you can see like a like a FaceTime call. You can see the other person's face in the game. Wow! Um, and it it actually would probably be easier at this point. They they did it with like a giant screen with blocks, but you can do other um, screen manipulations now. Um, and the people in the real world see your character's face like moving around as you move in real time with with your character, as long as you're in front of the camera, of course. Huh. It's a real cell phone <laughs> in <laughs> Minecraft. How? <laughs> I don't know, but it's true. I Can watched I call this cell phone? No, I think they turned it off. Like I think Damn. I think they they shut it down. It was pretty much just made for proof it's just of a concept tech demo. and yeah, and to make a video. Wow. Um, I wish I wish it was still on my I would call it right now. I would call it on <laughs> air. Yeah. <laughs> um not just a fun game for zoomers. <laughs> Get a job, losers. Nobody adult plays Minecraft. Now where's my diamond sword? <laughs> it also is used in classrooms as an education tool. It's used to provide safe spaces for autistic individuals used by the United Nations to try and solve overpopulation and housing crises, and even serves as a method of communication for journalists in censored countries. Yeah, there's a uh, particular Minecraft map you can download that is uh, the Uncensored Library, I think is what it's called. And they, you know, they had a bunch of, of Minecraft artists come in and, and make this pretty looking library building. Um, but uh, since books have been uh, a thing in Minecraft and you can write in them, uh, they have put up wings of the building for um, journalists of, of various countries, like, you know, countries in the Middle East, country. Uh, North Korea doesn't count because, hey, they don't have Minecraft, but China does, and China censors its um, journalists, and it allows for Probably journalists, Russia, too. Yeah. It allows for journalists in those countries to go to Minecraft because Minecraft is allowed everywhere. I mean, it's even allowed in, in China and Russia and, and the Middle East, you know, because, hey, everyone plays Minecraft, and they can go in here, go to their particular floor, and write out their journalism from within their country and people can go in get that and and post it and have it be out of the world and they can get their information inside of minecraft the same way wow that's really so, cool and also it is really brave of those people it is and uh, that could still that could still get them uh jailed or killed yeah, if they were, if they, if someone found a way to figure that out, then yeah, that they could be in some serious trouble. Fortunately, I mean, they're just going to a Minecraft world. 
it's and I think they they change the hosting of it regularly, so so it can't you know, be easily found. Yeah, so you know I'm I'm very impressed that that obviously you know it's it's used for you know hey let's teach kids about physics or you know whatever, uh, but but I really like the fact that it's used to better the world. Yeah. It's come a long way from one dude's uh, vanity project. Yeah, I mean, like it's. I mean, what what other games have been made that uh, help save the world? I can I can only think of three others. There's the the game where you fold proteins to help people with uh, deal vac- uh, viruses. Oh. Uh there's World of Warcraft and RuneScape. <laughs> I mean, RuneScape has saved the world on many an occasion. No, just once. (laughs) RuneScape was used to study how uh, various changes would affect economies, because RuneScape's economy is a real working economy. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's got inflation and everything. Yes, so so because of that, they've created separate servers that are just for, like, you can go play there. That's the entire point. Please go play there. Um, but they're, those unique servers are also controlled by um, a couple uh, economic think tanks so that they can make changes in, eco- in the economy system and see what happens. And, you know, a lot of times it screws up the game, but whatever. It's not screwing up the real-world economy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the other one I mentioned was World of Warcraft, which it was used to predict how people would react in a um, pandemic. Oh, I remember that one. There was a... uh... the, The Blood Plague. Yeah, the the plague that like people would get, and then if you went into town, um, you like how was it they were transmitting it to people? I know that some you... people were running around intentionally giving it to people. Correct. Yeah that that was that was the main takeaway is the fact that in a pandemic there will be some people that ignore the harm to themselves and will purposefully go out there and try and get the disease so that they can purposefully pass it on to others. Wow. Does this sound familiar? I've never heard of anything like that. There's no way that would happen in the real world. Yeah. It did. It does. It is. Yeah. It continues. Yes. So, John, tell me yes. about tell me about our game mechanic of the day. Oh, we're actually going to talk about a game mechanic this week, as opposed to our usual. Um, narrative trope i mean technically the the dating sims were both yeah i guess so i i guess (laughs) um we're gonna talk about uh item disposal options so what to do when you have a full inventory um 
So give me an example no. of a full inventory. Is that like is that like in um Witcher 3 when you have like no bag space? I've never played a Witcher game yet. So okay. uh, I'm going to say yes. It's like in Fire Emblem when your character goes to a chest and opens it and they pull out a weapon, but their five slots in their inventory are already full. Oh. What do you do? How does the game handle this? Does this handle this like mini games do, where it just decides for you? Or does it allow the player agency? Um, so I guess we can start there. Um, the A lot of times, the, the engine will just decide for you. Uh, sometimes really? it's mean, or so, no, I guess we'll go with sometimes it's nice, like in The Legend of Zelda, when you have, I'm thinking of Twilight Princess as the, the particular one I'm thinking of, um, let's say your, your wallet is full, you go, you open a chest, it's a rupee. Well, Ooh. that's a waste. Nope, it tells you, hey, your wallet's full, and you put it back in the chest. Now, let's say you have... Room for 49 more rupees, but there's a chest that has a 50 rupee in it. What happens then? Does well, the, game the game give still, you the 49 rupees? No, the game still says, I can't give you the full amount of this, and so it does not... It You pull it up and you're like, I can't hold this, you stick it back in. So, you know, it has its, its positives and negatives. Yes, you're only missing out on one rupee if you took it, but hey, maybe you want that the full amount. So it just, it airs on the side of caution and just, you know, doesn't waste any rupees. If you Fair can't enough. hold it, you can't hold it. It's a little other annoying, games. But... Other games, you open a chest and it says, hey, you just got a silver sword. This is one of the best swords in the game. You can't hold it. I'm going to throw away the silver sword for you. No! <laughs> Why would they throw it away? And that is an example of a bad system. In what game do they do that? I can't think of, of one off the top of my head because I don't tend to play many of those games after this happens. Right. Um, That's insane. Because it's such, such a bad way of of dealing with it um other things are like say minecraft uh a, a lot of games that are like 3d you know f first person they're like you you have direct 3d agency of your character you have a an item item falls you pick it up you can't hold it or whatever sometimes you just can't pick it up you walk over it and it's it just lays there and that's kind of frustrating because now you have to like in Kingdoms of Amalur, you know, item falls on the ground, it's in a little bag Ooh. there. You try and pick it up, but your inventory's full. Uh so you Man, can't pick and it our up. our playthrough of that on your on your streams have been really heavy with inventory management. Yes. Now, uh the the nice thing, again, is that hey, it just leaves it there. Um for an amount of time and then it it disappears Oops. yeah uh but you'll never get anything like that that's super valuable things will always be in a chest if they're they're really important 
yeah, exotic or, or rare. Um, but other games like Minecraft, you know, every object just appears and, and there's an infinite number of every object basically. Um, so if you can't pick something up because your inventory is full, then it just lies there on the ground until it despawns over time. But that's just what how things handle you not being able to pick up new items. What do you do when you have a full inventory? Uh, so, I mean, you sort this, through it. Yeah, you sort through it. Like if if it's a a game like an RPG, you could usually sell it. That is a whole other weird mechanic that can be very rude or very nice because you're never going to get full amount back. I've I've never played a game where you got the full amount back. It's like selling Uh, stuff to GameStop. You're going to get 35 cents on the $50. (laughs) Well, I mean, there are, I've, I've recently heard of a game that was so generous. It gave you 75% of the market value back, which is incredible um yeah i can't remember if it i think it might have been the one of the newest um what's the game with the slime dragon the, quest the yeah dragon quest one of the recent dragon quests actually gives you 75 percent back oh that might I be 11 correctly. i've played most of that game i don't um, really sell things a, very often than that though a lot of games will give you just 50 percent back or 25% back is another common one. But then there's the one that's just a slap in the face, and it's 10%. Ooh! I mean... What game? What game? <laughs> Call them out! I'll, <laughs> I, I'd have to go look up where I um, saw this, because... And, and that, that would take um, me having to listen to audio. So I can't, I can't do Damn. it here, but... Um, I'll post it on my Twitter, um, and and y'all yeah. can go there and, and I mean, see just it. send it to me, and I'll include like a little edit here. Little oh yeah, I I will. Um, yeah, because ten percent is is ridiculous. That's, That's insulting. It it is. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you might as well just throw it away. <laughs> um, or if it's an option, just break it down into parts. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Just dismantle. 10%. I mean, that is yeah. GameStop levels. Like, that's... It, it, it really is. <laughs> um, what are some other item disposal methods that you can think of? Um, well, I mean, there's the dismantling into parts. Like, it, okay. if there's like, if there's like a building, like an alchemy or a blacksmithing or something mechanic in the game yeah. you can generally break weapons and some junk items down into into parts to use them for other things that's right kingdoms of Amalur has that as well it's not worth it but it has it <laughs> <laughs> um there's just dropping shit on the ground that you don't need anymore because it's not worth selling and yeah you just need it out of your uh your inventory um for consumable items, like uh, the weapons and Fire Emblem, you could just keep using your weapon until it breaks and then put a new 
thing in that slot. Yep. There's also uh, the uh, tangent to that, which is infusing. If you have two items of the same type or similar, you can infuse one into the other so that you can... Oh, yeah. You know, like if you have 12, 12 uses, uses on one thing, uses, now it has a 25 use. Yeah. I, f- I always forget that's a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, it's a handy one, though. Um, oh, yeah. It's one of the, the better additions in some of the later Fire Emblems is the ability to do that, because I think Awakening. I've seen that. Uh, you know what? Even Fates does it. It, oh, they, don't, well. they don't have a weapon durability thing, but they do have the ability to infuse one. Oh, uh, that's not true. Stronger. Hold on. That's not true. You're, you're lying to the audience now. Um, Fates, <laughs> Fire Emblem Fates is actually three different awful games. And Fire Emblem Fates Conquest does have weapon durability. It's supposed to be the challenging one of the two base you're, games. You're right. <laughs> Fire Emblem Fates Birthright is... <laughs> does not have weapon durability because it's meant to be the easier of the two games. Yes. Uh, and Birthright I don't know anything about Revelations. Was... Revelations is the one that nobody plays because you'd have to have played through the other one first. Both. <laughs> um uh, so yeah, uh some inventory managements are are some older ones are just really bad uh in that you'll get a new weapon and because your inventory is full whatever was in the last slot of your inventory is now gone no (laughs) what um still other games um on a a good side have world drops like you know kingdoms of amalur or um um minecraft but when your inventory is full uh when you they they sit there on the ground and when you leave the area like in destiny 2 they actually go to your postmaster and you can go and pick them up whenever you want to from your postmaster oh, although that's nice. they do have a limit on that in that your postmaster only has like 15 or 20 slots and once it hits that then it starts doing a rotating um first in first out right like so you obviously didn't care enough about picking up this first thing so it's gone yeah so um but yeah inventory management is one of the weird things that you don't necessarily think you have to design but it's very important to design because Especially in an RPG, because you're going to be spending so much time as a player in the inventory yes. screen. So, um, when, you know, inventory management is one of those things that you really have to work on, but you really have to think of, what do I do when it gets full? Is there a full? Do I just give my characters an unlimited inventory? Do I... Um, make it limited but like a mobile game they can pay for more um a lot of a lot of free to try mobile games will have 
you know, <laughs> you can play as much as you want, but you only have five inventory slots. If you pay for the game, whether that's a dollar a month or five dollar one time payment, you unlock the full game, which gives you 200 slots or infinite slots. Um, but the fullness of your inventory is um, is something you need to think about. And it's, it's important not just to consider how to disposal items, but also as a mechanic in itself. In early Fire Emblems, you are constrained by a ton of things, but also by what you can hold in your inventory. Do I, as a character that can use three different weapon, three different weapon types, do I carry all three of those so that I can counter any attack? Well, what if I need a stronger version of one of those, or I need, you know, the as a mage, I, you know, I can cast anima magics, which means like fire and lightning and stuff. But fire and lightning, lightning, sure, or wait, no, lightning is a light skill. Fire and thunder. Stupid game. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's the difference? <laughs> fire, fire, and thunder. Thunder's technically a better spell than fire. Ish. Ish. Thunder is stronger. It has a higher crit chance, but it has fewer uses, and I think it has a small or lower hit chance. So I mean, that makes sense. You know. You might want to just switch all over to, to Thunder, but then what happens when you run out of uses? So you need to, if you're just going full Thunder, you need to have a lot of Thunder. Or you could have a Fire, which, you know, does a lot less damage, but it has double the uses, and it hits a lot better. So then you have to have, like, a Fire and a Thunder. And then there's Anima Fire, or any, well, I don't, Elf Fire, there's so many different names for this and arc thunder and uh, i love fire emblem magic it's all nonsense it is nonsense but at a point you get to where you've you've got like six different magic spells now you can carry five of them or you could carry four of them and a vulnerary but you can't carry everything that you will need I also love um, that uh, in most Fire Emblem games, magic is just in books and you have to carry it around like a weapon. <laughs> well, Not uh, all Fire Emblem games. Is, my my headcanon is that the spell is on the books and they're one-time use, so you tear the page out of the book and that casts it. And there's only so many pages in the book, so... I mean, I guess, except in that case, like, anybody could use the book. Well, I mean, they can't read it. You, you got to read what's on the page as well. Oh, I see. It's a it's a linguistic skill at this point. Yeah, you 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 read the page, then you tear out the page, and that that um, the spell components to cast the spell are um, in the page itself. They got some some magical essential oils baked into those pages. That's fun. <laughs> hey, I don't like it as a theory, but it's a fun theory. <laughs> I don't su- I, I don't subscribe it. to this one, but I I enjoy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not against this theory, but it's not yours. Right. 
Um, but yeah, it, as you're designing, and, and even as you're playing, you might want to consider what the options available to you mean. You know, why they particularly chose for you to have 5 or 20 or 30 slots. Whether it's just a bad old design, like, hey... I'm going to only give you 30 slots, and as you play through the game, you'll get backpacks that'll better, you know, allow you to carry more, which is really just being a dick developer. Yeah, um, that's... There's that's no reason not of, to give them that at the beginning. That's what a lot of games do, in particular um, Witcher 3, like I brought up at the beginning. Your inventory is yeah. kept in your horse's saddlebags. And the saddlebags you have at the beginning are just not enough for, like, even the midpoint of the game. So what what ends up happening is they kind of railroad you into doing the the horse racing minigame in order to win better saddlebags. And there are places in the game where you can just find better saddlebags, or buy them, rather. But it's a lot easier to find if you just do the horse racing stuff. And the, the absolute yeah. best ones come from the horse racing. Yeah. And it, it really is just we as a as developers want to pretend that our game is bigger than it is. And <laughs> and you know make you have to do these these other side quests. And it's really just dated thinking. Yeah, I mean, the horse racing is at least fun enough where you don't think about it too much. But it, when you think of back on it, like, you realize, oh, they just kind of, like, this is here in order to pad out the game time. Yeah. And, and they made it fun, so it's still it's still worth doing, but it's not... Yeah. It's yeah. like, in Kingdoms of Amalur, there's no reason you shouldn't have all the... Um, inventory slots at the beginning. The of inventory the game. in Kingdoms of Amalur is so small. I'm like, what is happening? Because your 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 first one you have to buy. I think I think most of them you just have to buy, which just means it's it's a a skill check on having money. Right. It it I doesn't mean, it doesn't. There's no story reason for it. There's no gameplay reason for it. It's just a thing that they decided to do to be a dick. I mean, in that way, it reflects the real world. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but it's not an art game, so it doesn't need to perfectly reflect the real world. Fair enough. It's and a fantasy I get realism. game. <laughs> I, I get realism. You know, you don't want to give infinite um, inventory space because hey you know that's it breaks your um your view of the game uh based off of the fact that like hey somehow i'm this this little elf girl and i'm carrying 300 swords in my backpack <laughs> but <laughs> it's a bag of holding like we already have a term for it like yeah just it's let it hold a, whatever uh... Yeah, Wizards of the Coast doesn't even hold the the rights to that one. That's that's in their open game um, system. So you can just call it a yeah. bag of holding. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's enough for for our full inventory management. I mean, yeah, uh, the bleh. Uh, the the I, I want to leave one little note that if you're if you're making a game where I have to go through the inventory every five minutes, you don't have enough inventory space. You don't. Yes. If I'm Either, spending I, more time combing through my inventory than I am fighting through enemies, it's a bad game. You made a bad game. Give me more inventory yeah. space. Give me more inventory space or give me less items. Yeah. Like if you want to have like no in uh, like no inventory space, like have, um, for example, like the Tales games will often have like weapons that are just better than the one before. Like yeah. this is just a straight upgrade to what you had, so you can get rid of the last thing. I mean, the old Final Fantasy games. There's you have like, it, what feels like three times as much inventory space as you actually need. Right. I, I can't I can't ever conceive of filling up even half of the inventory spaces as a character or as a player who collects everything. I I, I 100% beat every game I play for that. Um, I don't recall but, any inventory management in Final Fantasy 7 at yeah, all. Yeah, but you you have as uh way more inventory that you than you need. But at the same time, you're you're never doing inventory management. You're you're going in. You you get a new piece of armor. You look at whether it's better than the one you had before, and then you put it on or don't. And it's and then you forget about the old. That piece. simple. Yeah, and then it it honestly, you can go back and you can sell it for twenty five percent of what it, what you paid for it or whatever. I don't remember what Final Fantasy does. Um, I, don't, I don't think it matters because you never do that because you always have money. Also. Yeah, uh, I end up doing it because I hate grinding, but I'm a bad Final Fantasy player. Um, <laughs> but but you you don't even have to because you're never going to fill up. That's a good case of of both giving enough inventory space. So you don't have to have a full inventory. You don't have to inventory manage and not giving too many items that you do have to inventory manage. Right. It's a it's a it's the the maximum of both sides. You get only what you need and there's not a whole lot of variation, so it's just straight upgrades and you're not getting full from getting too many things. And if you do max out on something, it's going to be on one specific item. And it's not going to be like, oh, well, now I need to use up potions so I can hold more potions. It's just like, yeah. oh, I'm full on potions, so I don't need to worry about that for a while. Yeah. I think it just creates a new inventory slot. So I don't think it does. I think it just doesn't give it to you. doesn't give them to you. But uh, I was pretty sure you could carry more than one inventory slot full of potions and high potions and whatever. Maybe some of them do. I don't think seven does, though. Ah, uh, see, I I only played the good uh, Final Fantasies, uh, <laughs> like seven. All right, I don't even like <laughs> no. seven that much. I'm going to bed for it so bad right now. <laughs> like five. The remake though, the remake is so good. Everybody play Final Fantasy VII remake. That that's okay. my that, that's my advertisement for today. Uh, 
I'm not being paid by Square Enix, but I'm advertising their game. <laughs> Play yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's good. <laughs> Alright, well, that's... I think that's it. I It can be it. How are you feeling, I John? It, I, I'm still tired, as I know you are, too. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I'm really I've looking got... forward to this um, almost two-hour podcast I'm going to have to edit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got to go clean up some parts of my house and check the mailbox see if i've gotten my paint and i've got to clean the kitchen i haven't done all that, that in a fun bit stuff I'm, I'm tired been tired but, but john john this is all you know house chores are fun and all but where can people watch you find you to have more fun with you um, if somehow by some miracle you listened to this before 9 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, oh, that's uh, not happening. Can... Yeah, no, I didn't think so. Uh, <laughs> Twitch.tv/slash Gentleman's Gank, uh, where I will be playing Minecraft. Um, uh, Minecraft might be in my head right now. I don't, I don't know what that would be. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you can find me at um, at John the Do Dev. Or twitch.tv slash Jason Moore. What about you? Um, you can find me when I start streaming again at twitch.tv slash Wombat Millennial. I haven't streamed the past week and a half because of aforementioned awfulness at work. Um, but I, I plan once the once the work shit is over, I'm going to get back into doing it regularly. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Video Game Wombat. That's the one. Um, and I guess that's the only ones that matter right now. Um, I, I think I'll. Uh, I'm going to soon bring back my my website. Uh, oh, yeah. So maybe go there when it's up. Stay tuned for more. Yep, I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I have ideas, and I will play around with it. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> everyone, um, send this to um, a Zoomer. Send, send this to a Zoomer. And a Boomer. And a Boomer. Yeah, they'll love send it. This, send this to an Oomer. Any, any Oomer that you know. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. Yeah.